It's time! Streaming live from Cleveland, Ohio! Presenting the undefeated, undisputed heavyweight podcast of the world! The Big Play! Welcome to the Big Play Reflog Show. I'm Gab alongside Nick Padone. Why did I say Gab? I just never say it solo. Gab Cruz, Nick Padone What's in up, studio. Gab? Hey, your haircut looks nice. Thank you, thank you. It was it was long overdue. I thought I was gonna grow it out like one last time of life mm-hmm. before I say goodbye to it, but it, there was just so many awkward stages involved in that. What do you mean of life? Like you just you're gonna. Never. I mean, I, I don't know. I feel like as you progress, like you get there's certain expectations that you look a little bit more put together. Oh, we got great expectations. So you I was going to cut it off. huh? I Remember. had to. I had to. Wow. There was too many awkward phases in it. Long live the flow, the curls. I think they're gone forever. Chris McNeil, let's weigh in. Uh, welcome to the show. Your show. <laughs> Much less professional over here. I don't look after my looks the way that Nick Padone does there yeah. in the studio. That was really so insightful. I just kind of let it roll. Just yeah. let the gray just come on in, just wear my hair however I want to. Yeah. I, I know I'm going to be battling the grays before very long. Um, so I I don't know. I'll, I'll probably go the Just for Men route, not yet a sponsor, but maybe in a couple <laughs> years we might need them. The Stefanski look? No, I, I think I might dye it. Oh, okay, sure. Especially because it's so jet black, I feel like you wouldn't really be able to notice. You got that little oh, swoop, dude. that uh, Toy Story Woody swoop going. It's like real right what? there. What? You know how it kind of goes a little to the side? Yeah, I, I hear it. You don't yeah. what? It's it like, looks nice. It's like it. the little people. You know, the, did you ever play with little people? Remember those things? No. Those little little toys? people. I don't know. Yeah, the little toys? Oh, oh. wait, no, I don't. <laughs> Yeah, they they like the oh gosh, the little plastic up, things from back in the day. I'm looking up Woody from Toy Story. Hair. Yeah, I think I know what I'm talking about. But I gotta about. see Woody with Toy Story with no hat. Yeah, you. Yeah, you, I see it. You I see, see it. what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah right. It's about. It's this like, is brown though. Well, yeah, you guys. Okay, well, I would say <laughs> that yours is brownish, browner. No, what? it's black. Do you have okay? On the driver's license, it says black. No kidding. Yeah, I think Jack's hair is darker than yours. They absolutely were called Little People. Also made by Mattel. Mattel having a big week here. Getting yeah. mentioned here and then having a movie out in theaters that's just kicking butt with Barbie. So I was going to say, yeah, there you go. Little People. The that's the movies. next movie that needs to come out with Nick's painted hair on these little yeah. little people that run around. I haven't, Chris. I think you've seen both now Barbie and Oppenheimer. You've, you've ripped them both, Yeah, right? that's right. That's right. You did see Barbie. Can you give us a review of both? Incorrect, first of all, on Oppenheimer. I haven't had the five oh, okay. hours 
required to go and see that yet. Oh, okay. I do want to see it. I'm really sure. pumped about seeing it. I've heard kind of mixed reviews. We had Nick uh, here last week, who is a Hollywood writer, kind of say, yeah, it wasn't exactly what he expected. Now, a lot of the other people around me said it was great. So I'm, I'm eager to find out for myself. Barbie, I went to it with my daughter. She had already seen it the night before. And I was kind of upset because I was like, well, aren't we going to see it together? And she said, no, 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 no. It was great. We'll see it together uh, the next day. And so we did. And it was great. It was fine. I'll tell you, it was pretty wild, though, going to a theater that was absolutely packed, you know, a week into its release. I was surprised by that. I haven't I've been to a lot of movies here since covid and very few of them where the theater's been even half full. And that's like within the week of it being released, let alone after that time period where you have a lot of people there. And of course, like little girls, you know, teenagers, older women that are all dressed up in pink, like really getting after it there. (laughs) Um, But, you know, it it was pretty wild, though. If you're bringing young kids, uh, be prepared because it's not exactly which it's not the stereotypical Barbie movie that you would expect. It's it's over the top in its messaging and it's meant to be that way. Um, but, you know, if you're bringing young girls and stuff, be be aware it's PG-13 and, you know, you're going to have some strong language and some themes and some sexual innuendos that you may have to explain later on. <laughs> I feel like that and was it, a- anyway, but I enjoyed it. My daughter enjoyed it. It was fun going with her. Cool. Yeah, I laughed a few times, which I tell you what, when I go to see movies anymore, if I laugh a few times, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. Because I've been told there are movies that are really hilarious that I haven't laughed at all. And in that one, I did. Barbie had some laugh out loud moments. So I applaud the movie and I applaud Mattel for that. Glad to hear. Is there a movie that you thought was going to be hilarious and then you watched it and it wasn't funny? Um... Anchorman two, yeah, Anchorman yeah. Two. Wow, he really had that on deck. Too. I'll, I'll, I don't know. I feel like I'm very easy to make laugh. Okay, like that's I, true. You and I are similar in yeah, that aspect. I laugh at a lot of dumb things, but like, I just, I don't know. I, th- there is nothing worse that I will say than when you put on a movie and it's a bad movie, and you never really know when's the sweet spot to give up on it. You know, like yeah. is it 30 minutes in, like where the yeah. movie's just not it, and you just shut it off, or like. When do you have to see it through? I don't know. The one for me Double was Napoleon. Napoleon Dynamite. Everyone hyped it up so much. Oh, I, I watched like it the first time and I was like, huh. <laughs> but then I watched it a second time and I was like, okay. And then I watched it a third and I was like, this is funny. This is good. But that was the only one I can think of that I was like, all right, we got a lot of hype for this. This better be good. And the first time through, I was like waiting for something the whole time. And then the second time, I was really able to appreciate it for how dumb it was. Yeah. <laughs> Dumb and Dumber 2, I walked out of the theater. That's one of the few oh. I've never walked out of. I've never done just, that. Oh, I, I, I'd never done it up to that point. I just couldn't take it. I just couldn't take it. There was there was one that I went with my friends. I, I think it was an Indiana Jones movie. And if you know anything about me, I'm not that into movies. Like, never seen Star Wars, never seen like any of the, the big movies that people talk about. So I've naturally never seen Indiana Jones. I kid you not, it was like three and a half hours hours and i was so ready to go i had no clue what was going on because it was crystal uh, skull it might have been it was it was one of the middle ones so there was obviously things that had happened long before and i just i had no idea i was literally clueless so yeah there is nothing worse than that i get it i walked out on transformers because it was too long (laughs) i was like i gotta go (laughs) is our guest here bone all right cool well let's get into our first and only labat featured interview should I say the name or bury the lead or what? You gonna roll the video? After this. 
right. Today we are welcoming in a friend of show. He also once made Chris and Dave wear a big Ben jersey. You've seen him on the internet. Pretty funny guy. Comedian Joey Molinero joins us. Thanks for coming on. Thanks for having me. Although I walked into uh, the discussion about the movies and um, man, I did not know that we we were dealing with non-movie folks here because <laughs> I know, I you're, saw a big, you're a big movie buff. What was your genre again? You're like really into, is it Star Wars? I got a Millennium Falcon tattoo for God's sake. <laughs> He's got the receipts right there. <laughs> yeah, I Please just saw Oppenheimer. Oppenheimer. I haven't seen Oppenheimer yet, Joey. I've seen the Barbie movie. Didn't see Oppenheimer yet. What was your takeaway? I loved it. I I mean, don't get me wrong. You got to settle in, you know, yeah. really empty the bladder. Maybe don't have any sort of liquid for like three hours leading up to it. Um, you know, do not. Don't have any edible, don't smoke any <laughs> weed, don't nothing going in. You got to be locked in. So you got to settle in. You got to be locked in. Uh, it's a haul, but it's well worth it. I just saw it last week. Somehow I talked to my wife into our date night, getting away from our now 11-month-old. Uh, we got to go see Oppenheimer instead of Barbie, which I, I have nothing against Barbie. I want to see Barbie, but... I just now realized the fact that we got to see Oppenheimer before that is a big win in my book. Wow. Yeah, that is pretty good. Did you ever have a movie, though, Joey, where you did walk out of? Because like what you were saying, you kind of tuned into the combo and Gab and I were kind of talking about some of our not so favorites. Did you ever have one that it was just a complete whiff? Uh, the, I have walked out of a movie, but it wasn't because it was a whiff. It was because it got me so badly. I was 16 and I went and saw Paranormal Activity two. Oh, okay. I experienced my first. I experienced my first panic attack uh, while seeing that movie because of how freaked out I got. And so uh, that happened, and I just I had to remove myself from the theater. And uh, I went and sat in front of my buddy's car and just uh, had a panic attack and geeked out until he came out and the movie was over. So I have walked out of a movie not because of it was being too long or because I was bored or anything. Um, but for a much worse reason, actually, I think. That's actually comforting because I am I'm not a scary movie person. So I really <laughs> I really appreciate you saying that. <laughs> the grudge got me, yeah. but I didn't walk out. I just closed my eyes the whole time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was it was um you know, I, I don't know. I guess I didn't learn because I went back to the theaters to see Paranormal Three and Four. So I don't know if I was just trying to, you know, <laughs> confront Did, did the you fear have the same problem? Did you have to say yeah, no. each time or, or did you like pre-medicate for these or, or do anything else so you could get through it? No, you know, I didn't do any of that. I think it was like, um, you know, I, I think it was like in, uh, uh, well, you want to know because you haven't seen Empire Strikes Back, but, uh, you know, like. <laughs> you know, Nick Hatton, I'm a Star Wars guy. Yeah, you know, like he, he can, he's, he's afraid of Vader, but he's got to confront Vader. Like Rocky doesn't want to face Mr. T again, but he's got to confront it. You know, he's got to take it head on. Um, and that was me with Paranormal Activity 3. <laughs> oh, That's man. fabulous. And from what I understand, Joey, you're going to be down in my neck of the woods down here in beautiful Columbus, Ohio this week. Tell people what you're going to be doing down here. Yeah, man. Super excited. Um, got a, got a, a comedy show, got a, a stand-up uh, show on Wednesday night, August 2nd, um, at the Columbus Funny Bone. Very excited about it. So I have this kind of... Um, it's not a tour, but I'm just like going to perform in different cities through now through October. Um, and so this 
kicks it off. It's the first one, August 2nd. Like I said, I think 7.30 showtime. Um, Columbus Funny Bone, right there in the heart of Columbus. And, uh, yeah, it kicks off um, where I go from from there. You know, I hit different different spots like Louisville and um, Fort Wayne and St. Louis and places like that. But we're, we're starting in Columbus on Wednesday night, and I'm super pumped about it. Awesome. The Midwest Barn Burner Tour right yeah. there. Starting yeah. off in Columbus. I love it. Yeah, we, we start in Columbus, uh, then go uh, just outside Cincy, Fort Wayne, uh, Nashville, St. Louis, Louisville, and then Pittsburgh. We end in Pittsburgh, of course. What's the transition to stand-up been like since so much of your material and your growth has started on social media and impressions and bits and things like that? Mm-hmm. What's it been like to write and perform stand-up? How's that been for you? It's awesome. I mean, I, I you know, I always kind of went – into doing what I do with the idea in mind of, um, you know, do, kind of transitioning to that, uh, that being uh, stand up and performing live and getting people to come to shows and selling tickets and going on tour and things like that, you know, like, you know, my biggest, some of my biggest influences and, in, uh, you know, my life professionally is, you know, people like, um, you know, John Mulaney and Adam Sandler, and Jerry Seinfeld and, uh, Dave Chappelle and you know so obviously all these people who um, really really came up in, in the stand-up scene and are very famous for it and very successful at it you know so uh, there was always something that I wanted to do and do more of and I was doing more of um, right before the pandemic hit uh, and, and then the pandemic hit and comedy clubs weren't open for six months and so I got back off of that and then I was you know fully entrenched at Barstool and working and um then finally it was just like you know what i want to get back out there i want to um you know use my different experiences through my life to to write my material and um it's just super fun you know it's just a different challenge and a different beast as compared to obviously um you know putting your stuff out there online just having that uh uh live interaction with the audience and and being there and, and just the fact that even if it's like you know uh, 50 people or whatever who just like want to buy tickets to come see me, you know, like that means a lot. That means the world. So um, it's been really fun. It's been, it's, it's been a good uh, fun challenge and, and I'm just excited as hell to be in Columbus on Wednesday night. Sweet. Are there any new impressions you've been working on uh, while you're down there in Columbus? No, man. See, that's the thing is like, uh, you know, definitely I have some impressions in my act and whatnot. Yeah. Um, but it's not, you know, it's, it's just full on, just like stand up material, you know, like uh, with impressions interwoven in between, you know, uh, somewhat. So, uh, look, you know, fully understand that people probably a lot of people first came came across me via some impression or that's some of their my favorite stuff that I do. And I appreciate that. And we'll try my best to interwove some of those things in there, like I said. But, um, you know, it's it's. Uh, for, for folks buying tickets or folks coming to the show, like I will say, you know, I'm not going to sit up there on my stool the whole time and be like, all right, now here's this guy in the McDonald's drive-thru. Bada boom. And here's Mel Kuyper uh, doing this. You all right? Like uh, that, definitely not that. Um, there will be some of that in there, you know, um, and I'm toying with a few ideas of, you know, maybe if, if the audience wants more of that, how to go about it. Uh, but this is just uh, different things from my life, different, um, you know, different material that uh, from when I was a kid, from high school, from, 
uh, even now, uh, you know, obviously fatherhood and, and being married and all that shit. So, um, yeah, just kind of a, a good set of, of Joey Molinero, you know. How long is your set? 45 minutes or an hour? Or is it? Or- uh, it's about 40, 45. Okay. Yeah. I was going to say, because yeah. it can be tough to, to write for an hour. So, I mean, even writing for 40, 45 minutes, do you do a lot of crowd work or is it all you just try to keep it your material? Uh, no, not a big crowd work guy. Um, it's just not my, it's just not my style. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, obviously that's very, you know, people are very successful and it's very hot, um, to do it right now. But, uh, for me, like, you know, I was, I was like Jay Leno, right. He said like, he's like, you know, you write joke, you tell joke, you get paid. Um, and so for me, I was that like, is- yeah, that makes sense. Like I have my act, I have my material. Um, I know it, I'm going to perform it. And, you know, um, if you know, in my mind, I'm like, you know, call it egotistical or selfish or whatever it is, but I'm like, uh, you know, the people who bought tickets to come see me, they want to see me. They don't want to see a lady who is a, you know, integrated, you know, consulting specialist in the third row who's like, oh, so what do you do? You know? And she's like, integrated specialist, integrated specialist. I, I ain't never heard of that. Like, <laughs> I, it, just, it just doesn't work for me. Like, it's just, again, it's not my style. Plenty of people who kill it and are absolutely super talented at doing it. Um, but yeah, not, not a big crowd work guy. Really. That's, no. that's funny. You point that out because I do feel like you'll see a bunch of stuff on, on the internet that is crowd work and I'll be like, Oh, that's entertaining. And it's nice and tightly edited. But as a viewer, when I go to stand up, I definitely do get kind of like irritated if they're spending all their time with me. I'm like, come on, get, give me something like, give me what your right, act is. Yeah. So I can, I can empathize sure. with that. That's, that's cool. You're sticking to your stuff. Yeah. You know, like I said, it's just like, there's, I mean, stand up and, and, you know, performing like that in any sort of performance, you know, like everybody, whether you're a musician, an artist, a speaker, uh, whatever it is, like everybody's got their own style. Everybody does what works for them. Um, and, you know, that's just that's just not my style. So I stick with me and, and I try to put on the best show possible and be as entertaining as I can to the people who are there. What's your favorite? Truth- oh, sorry. Go ahead. You go ahead, Chris. Go ahead. I was just going to say, what's your favorite stand up or kind of social media? What do you mean? Like creating like, and executing perform, perform, social media bits or or performing live? Yeah, I'd say right now performing live because like I said, like, yes, I do. You know, you have people who follow you online. Um, but, you know, a lot of people can just come across it. And maybe they don't follow you, but they'll still give you a retweet. And so, like, you're, 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 you end up just popping up in people's feeds by accident. Like, if you're performing live, you know, people are intentionally, you know, knowing <laughs> that they're hard earned money to see you, spending their hard earned money to come and, and see you perform and, and, and do, you know, what you do. Um, and I think that's really special. You know, I think that's really cool. Um, and so I enjoy that part of it really the most. And just, you know, the fact that if I get somebody who'll message me and be like, just got tickets, like can't wait. Or like, you know, come to this city. If I'm not, you know, if they see that I'm not performing there, like, I I think that's really cool, you know, because then for me, it's like, okay, I got people who, um, you know, are really engaged with me and enjoy the, all the, all the hard work that, you know, I put in online, whether it's the sketches or the impressions or whatever, like, um, they enjoy it enough to where they want to, um, you know, come see me perform live and, 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 you know, 
maybe like I'll be hanging out after the shows and stuff like, you know, and there's no like meet and greet ticket or anything, but like, I just want to be able to, Hey, if you support me online you support me by wanting to come to the show and like, uh, you know, that, that, that's a main reason why I feel like everybody gets into that business, right. Is to have people who enjoy your work and, and, and are fans of it. So, um, you know, I want to be, be able to interact and, and, and talk with different people in these places. And, um, you know, it's just a dream come true really. So I definitely love what I do every single day of, you know, putting stuff on TikTok or Instagram or whatnot. And there's a different challenge and aspect that I enjoy to each one of those. But, uh, yeah, I think this, that, that engaging part, uh, that interaction part is really what makes the live stuff so special. Now, Joey, while you're in town, are you going to kind of carve out any time to go to the urban Meyer pint house, maybe grind on some co-eds or anything. <laughs> it's something to do around here from what I understand by the namesake. Is that, yeah. Is that like a part of their, uh, selling points now? It's like, Hey, we got great pints. we got great burgers and, uh, we got great grinding. Is that like something? It's that right they in the brochure. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It's one it of the highlights. If, if you're in and around Columbus, make sure you stop by urban Myers pint house. They'll set up a stool for you. They'll bring <laughs> it. you know, it's, it's really well done. It's really well done. <laughs> um i i was looking into a few of those uh to try to make memes to sell tickets sure um but i was like i don't you know i don't know how people in columbus necessarily feel about that so i steered clear uh <laughs> but yeah no the plan is to get out there early uh, um to get out there early maybe drop by uh old osu and, and see what i can and then make my way to the funny bone and then um i don't know what i'm doing after yet man i got uh I got um, an 11 month old at home. I got a wife at home. And so I'm like, I don't know if I'm going to, you know, it's only three, three and a half hours to Indy. So I don't know if I'm going to drive back after the show or if I'm going to stay and, you know, go to the pine house and see what happens. Uh, <laughs> but it's up in the air right now. Yeah, it's up in the air. I'll tell you on a serious note, if you do have time beforehand, if you haven't been to the Woody Hayes, right there where you can walk in and see like all of the trophies and stuff up on Ohio state's campus. That would be worth it. Probably give you some good material too, but it's really, really cool to see. Awesome. Yeah, no, I haven't been last time I was at Ohio state. I was 17. We were playing in a baseball tournament there in Columbus during the summer. And I was like, I got to stop. But I told my mom, I was like, got to stop by the horseshoe. And we did, and it was one. This is like becoming a trend now online too. Like kids, dudes who will like in, during the summertime, they'll go. I don't know if you've seen this. They'll go to all these different stadiums and be like, let's see if we can get in. And then like they film themselves like getting into these huge coliseums of college football. Um, we didn't have TikTok back then, and I just wasn't you know really thinking about it. But uh, yeah, it's kind of essentially what we did. We were like, yeah, I think maybe the horseshoe. Who knows? It'll be open. And uh, we went and we were able to get on the field. Super, super cool. Um, so maybe I'll try that again. But I definitely plan on stopping by uh, the campus just to check it out. And I will have to go to the Woody Hayes um, Hall. What is it, a hall? Is it just a... Uh, the Woody Hayes Center, it's something along those lines. It's like the trophy room. And it's just the Taj Mahal for trophies, as you can imagine. I mean, being Ohio yeah. State, they build it bigger. And, and it's just huge and immaculate. And there's like a receptionist there. It's quite the experience. I mean, words don't do it justice. So definitely stop by there and check out some of the hardware. Is there an option there where you can... Uh, you can get like put in a chokehold and get punched for the full <laughs> Woody Hayes experience or You're talking about the, the Woody Hayes wing of the Woody Hayes header. Yes. <laughs> so I, I'm yeah. looking in the show notes here. They said 
what you got one of your impressions was on an episode of Family Guy. Is that right? Yeah, so I got to do a cameo in Family Guy last fall. No kidding. Um, I had no idea. That's fantastic. How'd yeah, that dude. It was awesome. So um, the one of the executive producers, and he voices over a lot of different characters, just like random characters on Family Guy. Um, if you're familiar with the show, you know the episodes when they'll have like Jesus come to Quahog? Oh, yeah. Um, this guy, Alex Sulkin, that's that's him. Um, and he's he's been an executive producer forever. And he started following me on Instagram um, and online, really, I think on Twitter, too, during um, – covid and so we just started interacting and um you know he'd comment on my stuff i'd comment on his he'd reply to stories or whatever and all of a sudden one day it was like september or october of 2021 i get a message from him on instagram he's like hey would you want to play owen wilson on an episode of family guy i was like no kidding hey, what like is this a joke <laughs> like, yeah, yeah absolutely um and so he's like, all right, great. Yeah. He's like, uh, you know, your name came up and I, and I, we, I pitched it again. And, and, uh, so anyways, uh, went through all the, the paperwork and the whole thing. And they had to get a recording studio in Indy that worked with the, the quality of audio that they needed for the show. And so finally I went and recorded, um, and it was great. We we're in this little, this little studio in downtown Indianapolis. And, you know, they had the, the zoom in of the like the 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 producer and the showrunner and the director of the episode were like on a ipad you know in the <laughs> recording studio uh you know giving me direction and i had the whole setup and it was so cool man and it was great it was like it was literally only two lines uh oh, as funny. owen wilson yeah it was two lines and did um, you do it in one it take was, how many takes did it take you yeah <laughs> they i i like I felt good about the one that I did, but then they're like, yeah, we just like to have extra. And just like, might as well just rip a few. Yeah. And so I think I did like, I think I did like five or six. Um, pro. That's pretty good. But, but that was like, that was like November, early November of 2021. And so I'm like, you know, I, <laughs> I get my headset off and I'm like, all right, cool. Thanks so much. And uh, I'm like, so when is this coming out? Like two weeks, three weeks. And they were like, Oh no. This won't come out until next year. And I was like, <laughs> oh, man, you guys really work ahead. That's insane. Um, so, yeah, they really work like a year in advance, which is pretty wild because that show stays pretty, like, topical. Yeah. Um, but anyways, yeah, so finally we get to last football season, last November. It's called The Stew Away, and it's uh, Stewie and, Co and uh, Quagmire end up in Paris together. Um and one of the scenes is like their, you know, transition scene. They're both laying in bed and uh, they're, they're they're like, we now return to uh, Wa, Moi and Dupree. And uh, it was so the, the French version of you, me and Dupree. And so then I just, you know, it says that. And then I just go, oh, wow. And then I, so I just said, wow. And that was it. That was my, that was my spot. <laughs> That's awesome. That's but great. yeah, man, I got the, I got the, you know, I got the the credit, right. My yeah. name on the, the credits <laughs> at the end and the whole thing. So, I mean, I've been watching family guys since I was in like sixth grade. So uh, it was incredible. You know, also being out there in Indy right now, you know, we got to bring things full circle, talk a little football on here. I feel like you guys are kind of yeah. living out a, a live comedy show with Jim Ursay versus Jonathan Taylor. What, what's that <laughs> like living up there and all that madness and, and really just the madness that is having Jim Ursay as an owner of any professional sports franchise? 
Yeah, man, you, you, you make a really good point. It, it's like, it really is the NFL's version of like Kirby enthusiasm with that franchise. Like it's, it's something every year and it has been since 2017. Uh, you know, when Andrew Luck officially like went down with his injury and all the shoulder stuff. And then you had all of 2017 where he wasn't playing. And then it was like, is he going to come back? He got Ursay promising two, three Lombardies. You know, he finally comes back in 2018. Then the ankle in 2019, he retires in 2019. Then we have the quarterback carousel going on, uh, 2021. Um, and then last year, the whole debacle that falls apart there, Jeff Saturday comes in. I mean, it's just <laughs> like, I have a, I have a great friend who I used to work with at the radio station in Indy, who still works there and he still covers them on a daily basis. And like, we're always just talking. It's like, it's just always something, man. It, it really is always something with them. Um, so it's great for, you know, radio and TV and clicks and stuff here locally. You know, obviously, even though I'm a Steelers guy, like all my friends and everybody, it's hard not to keep up with it, you know, like when yeah. it's right in front of your face right there. Um, I mean, I just, you know, I thank God every day. I thank God every day that Jim Irsay is a real person. And I thank God every day that Jim Irsay is not the owner of the team that I root for. Um, so it's, it's because he provides so much material for me, especially. Um, and, and it's been a real joy to develop the dynamic of Jim Ballard and or Jim Irsay and Chris Ballard um, because they're, they're such an odd couple, man, because they're so it's amazing that they've worked this long, really, because they're so polar opposite. Um, and I, I think that's, you know, aren't like, uh, I don't know if you guys have seen the bits that I do with them or anything, but like, that's yeah. one of the reasons why it works so well is just because I get to play up Jim being Jim to a even crazier extent than what it is. And then I get to be Ballard, who's just, really questioning every single day why he has this job you know it's like he, he's starting to ask himself like is television that bad of a gig like i i could definitely i know i wouldn't be able to build a team i know i wouldn't be able to like you know have that competitive drive but like sitting next to colleen wolf on nfl network doesn't sound <laughs> too bad when you have to sit next to jim or say and the bus pitching Jonathan Taylor of why, you know, we need to work this out. Um, so yeah, dude, long, long winded. I mean, it's just, it's always something it's that that's really should be the, the, the tagline of the Colts, the Indianapolis Colts, always something. Uh, <laughs> that's what it's been for over 67 years now. I feel like we uh, could say the same like thing too, a little really bit. Relate. Yeah. 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 It's always something. That's true. <laughs> From, yeah, like obviously I'm not as familiar with kind of the front office and the ownership and the things that work out that way. And, you know, true on, on the field standpoint, definitely. And the Colts haven't been, you know, a major success by any means. But it's like there's always just that one giant storyline in Indianapolis. You know, like it's always Andrew Luck's shoulder, Andrew Luck's ankle, Andrew Luck retiring, uh, a new head coach from television comes in town halfway through the season. Like, like I said, like – there's always just that one that everybody can't stop talking about. Um, so it's been really interesting. And I know it's going to continue to be because they're <laughs> what was going to be their starter, unfortunately, just broke his arm literally today. Yeah. Um, so 
who knows what the solution at running back is right now for him. <laughs> All right. Now I got to ask you about your Steelers. Do you guys do do Steeler fans slash do you? I won't put you all in that same category. What's the, what's the word on Kenny Pickett is what I'm really trying to ask. Do people really think that he's the truth? Yeah, I mean, you know, Kenny's a Kenny's a friend of mine, so I'm I'm never gonna. I I do believe in Kenny, and um, you know, he's I got to be friends with him while he was at Pitt still. So yeah. the fact that he ended up getting drafted by the Steelers, um. You know, I, I, I think you just look at last year and, and the the first five games he played was a rough transition for him, as it would be for most rookies coming in. Uh, but then down the stretch, you know, once he finally just took over the reins of the gig, you know, seven and two, only rookie quarterback in NFL history with back-to-back game-winning drives in the last minute and a half of the fourth quarter. Uh, you know, you saw what he did in Baltimore and classic Steelers-Ravens game on Sunday Night Football to keep the game alive. Yeah. Steelers or the Ravens haven't given up an offensive touchdown in like 13 quarters at home. Um, And then with four and a half minutes to go, he puts a four minute drive together, leads them 90 yards down the field for the game winner to Najee Harris in the corner. Um, Yeah. So, I mean, I I think, you know, everybody gets really caught up with the first five games that they saw him play, you know, in Buffalo and Miami uh, against the jets in his, in his opener where he had, you know, a couple bad balls bounce against him. Um, the schmuck that's Chase Claypool like screwed him on the first ball that they threw. You know, he's six foot four and he's got a five nine defensive back and he doesn't hype the <laughs> ball. Um, but he's gone now, thank God. So yeah. somehow we got a second round. Yeah, pick that was that was robbery. Quarter. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so you know, everybody focuses on that, but then like, what do you want from your rookie quarterback? You want to see growth, you want to see development, and you want to see that he can make the throws, uh, the big throws. You know, when we're talking big throws, you're talking third downs, you're talking fourth downs, you're talking tight windows over the middle of the field, you're talking late in game situations when you have to have it. Um, and he did all those things as a rookie, um, especially down the stretch, and had him on the the, the you know the the doorstep of the playoffs. Um, and that's what TJ Watt missed in seven games. And uh, yeah. so I think going into this year, man, it's like you look at um, they, they made a bunch of investment into the offensive line through the draft and through free agency. Uh, you look at uh, the, uh, the tight end situation. You got Darnell Washington. You drafted from Georgia. You got Pat Fryermuth, obviously. You got the weapons outside with Pickens and Deontay Johnson. Um, so I think he's really set up for success going into year two. Um, it's just whether or not, you know, he can get some good uh, protection. Obviously, the investments work there. And then uh, I think Matt Canada with the play calling um, can still, you know, uh, that, I'm, the, the jury's definitely not out on the play calling and the offensive system uh, that they have over there in Pittsburgh. But, uh, I, yeah, I believe in Kenny Pickett, and I'll ride with him until I die. Sweet. I know last time we did a Brown Steelers bet. Chris, could you think of anything off the top of your head, or do you, do you feel that confident? Uh, as versus the Steelers this year, I'm never that confident against this. No, me neither. I, I don't care what guys, situation you guys are in Pittsburgh. What week two, week two Monday, Monday night, night football? Yeah. And then when do we go to Cleveland? I don't remember. I think it's weird this year. It's like in the middle of the season, like week nine or week 10. Cause I know we don't play Cincinnati you know literally until Thanksgiving weekend. We, so we, we don't play Cincy until November, December, but I know that they play Cleveland week two. And week 11, it looks like. Yeah, week, week 11. Yeah, week okay. 11. Yeah, man. I mean, I'm down. Meaty part. Uh, meaty part of the schedule. 
I'm down for I'm down for anything. You know, you guys had the the big band Miami Redhawks jerseys last year or Should a couple like years that. ago. Yeah. Um, so respect on that. But if you guys want to throw something out there, you know, maybe you can sit on it until Wednesday or what have you. Um, but you just let me know. All right. Sounds good. That that sounds like a plan. I think we could put some feelers out there and get a bet together. There we <laughs> go. Cool. Cool. Good. Last thing, Joey, do you want to perform in Cleveland? <laughs> I mean, yeah, like I, I've never been to Cleveland, honestly. Um, we've never contacts. been to Cleveland, Ohio. We have contacts, never been to so we should come up. Never, yeah. been, never been to Cleveland, Ohio. Uh, me and my buddy Ben Polizzi, we do a show together uh, called These Guys, a podcast, and and we have uh, we have like an email line where listeners can email in, and yeah. and and funny enough, like yeah, we have had probably like I don't know five or six at least of people being like. Know your Steelers fan. I'm a Browns fan. Come to Cleveland. It'd be fun. <laughs> yeah. We got this, this, and this. We can go see a Cavs game, blah, blah, blah. Like laying out a whole Yelp review of what Cleveland offers. Um, so hey, I, I'm totally down. I, I know there's a, a good couple of comedy joints in Cleveland. I was going to say, we also been, just have so. a, a solid stand up scene here. Hilarities, I feel like we yeah. could get him into. Yeah, yeah for sure. I mean, that's right downtown. He performs at Hilarities, maybe goes up for a Guardians game or. You know, if it's the Browns yeah. and, and comes up to a Browns yeah. game. I mean, you'd love Fourth Street. You'd love that whole area. And Hilarities is right in the middle there. That would be perfect for you. Oh, you guys are called Fourth Street, too? Because I know Louisville, they they got the big Fourth Street as well. So okay. your guys' is Fourth Street in Cleveland? Yeah, that's where, like, a lot of, like, the, you know, restaurants, bars, that's where the comedy club's at. Yeah, it's it's one of the, like, yeah. nooks of Cleveland where people hang out. Sweet. Oh, man yeah i'm down uh hey, your like, people look. talk to their people we'll make this happen bring you to town this is a go i can see yeah because the yeah, first thing i see you that you got to stop by the airport which is where our <laughs> studio's at we're actually physically located at an airport um so you have to stop in then we'll do this all live and then we'll do our bet and see this all writes itself now yeah I, i'm totally down i feel like cleveland would have some really good wings which i'm always down for um yeah, it's interesting. I'm doing Columbus, and I'm I'm just I'm in Liberty Township, just outside of Cincy. But uh, no, no, no Cleveland on the on, on this one. But um, maybe next spring or something. Like you said, we can we can work out a spring one, maybe around the NFL draft or something, and uh, that'd always be fun. But yeah, I'm totally down, no doubt. Cool, Joey. Thanks a bunch for popping on, man. Hey, thanks so much for having me, guys. I really appreciate it. Uh, I know we had we hadn't got to do this since like I think like December of twenty one or twenty yeah. or something like that. So uh, been a while. Good to talk to you guys. And yeah, for for the Ohio folks, for the Columbus folks and surrounding area, uh, official joeymolero.com. Um, you can find the tickets there or Columbus Funny Bone. Um, you know, you can find tickets for Wednesday night as well. I think they're like twenty twenty five bucks or something. So come come out, have a few drinks, uh, have a good time. You know, maybe I'll throw out some you know, Collinsworth or whatever. You never know. I uh, would love to have you guys there. Make sure to go check him out. He's Joey Molinaro. You see him all over the internet, but go check him out this coming Wednesday at the Funny Bone. Joey, thanks a bunch. Looks like two shows too. 7.30 and 9.30. Is that right? What? Oh, news to you? That's, That's news to stay me. online. <laughs> oh, shit. All right. Well, I guess I got to figure that out. <laughs> <laughs> On this site, it I says. Well, I know the seven thirty ones for sure. Oh but no, it says seven thirty two nine thirty. I I don't actually oh, okay. know how to read. That's a me problem. No, got it says seven thirty two nine thirty. So everyone, get 
tickets to the 7.30 show. There is no 9.30 show. That's when he'll be done. <laughs> and he'll be headed dad, over Chris. to the Urban Meyer Pine House. There we go. Sounds good, guys. Thanks so much. Yep, we'll Talk see you over at the yeah. Pine House. Joey Molinaro. Always, always a trip. It's really cool to see all of his growth over the last few years. It is. I remember we would, you know, bring him on and he was really just starting to get his footing, you know, TikTok, mm-hmm. doing the TikTok yeah. stuff and the different skits. And he would just come on here and do impressions. And yeah, it's definitely exciting that he's starting to perform all around the Midwest. Obviously, he's out there in Indy and pushing his way into Ohio now. Yeah, he just continues to roll. It's good to see. It's it's nice to see somebody, too, who we knew from like back before he kind of blew yeah. up and did the barstool thing and then is now yeah. traveling all across the Midwest doing his show. We saw him when he was just at a radio station there in India. Pretty sweet. Yep. Cool, cool. Boom. What do you say we hit some fill in the blank? All righty. Fill in the blank, baby. With starters most likely sitting on Thursday, the Browns player I'm most excited to see in the Hall of Fame game is. Oof. I'm going to go – I'll go Cedric Tillman. I think the the first rookie draft pick that they had this year in the draft, I'm not expecting much of him in his rookie season, but I think when you look at this team into next year, what happens with Amari Cooper's contract situation, what happens with DPJ's contract situation, that kind of leaves you with Cedric Tillman taking on a big role. I know he was very active in their work out there in Greenbrier, so I'm going to say I'm excited to see Cedric Tillman – play in the Hall of Fame game because I'm tampering my expectations for how much we're going to see out of any of these guys, Gab, in the Hall of Fame game. I think it's going to be a lot of uh, who the hell is this going on, mm-hmm. uh, Come especially come third, fourth quarter. Chris, what do you think? Because that was going to be my question for you, Nick, is how much are some of these guys going to get to play? Because I'd like to see that new quarterback that we've drafted out of UCLA. Was DTR? Yeah, Dorian Thompson-Robinson. I think – I I think that will get a little bit more of a chance to see um, versus some of the other guys. But, I, you know, I think they'll probably start Kellen Mond and then maybe see DTR the entire second half. Um, But I think for most of the game, it's pretty much going to be young guys. And then you're you're good young guys that, you know, are going to make the team like Cedric Tillman. Probably not going to play much after, you know, after halftime. Definitely not. Well, DTR is definitely a guy I'm going to be looking for. I want to see what he does out of that quarterback position. You know, I was kind of mildly excited seeing this guy out of UCLA, seeing us draft him, see if he can't be a competent backup on this on this roster um, come the fall. So it'll be interesting to see if he gets much playing time. Hopefully he does um, and see what he could do when he's on the national stage. Yeah, absolutely. It's a big spot for him. And I think um, I think, you know, having him behind Dobbs this year, is probably the best scenario. I know Kellen Mond is in there too, so it's a little crowded. But I think DTR definitely has the most upside really out of any of those guys. Are we going to see much of Dobbs, do you think? I don't think – not in this one. I I think as as we progress, maybe a little bit more, but not this early. I still love that guy. Me too. I I knew we weren't going to get a chance probably to see him there, so I didn't mention him, but he's another guy. You know, I I think the quarterback room has the potential – 
uh, of being a real positive for us. Um, not not only at the top with Deshaun, but then also with the depth that we may have in there. So it'll be exciting to see what what transpires there, how they kind of convalesce, and, and see if it can really be a strength for this team. Yeah, we've done this for how many years, Chris? You know, the preseason we'll find some some guys <laughs> yeah. that we fall in love with. So to. yeah, yeah, we're in for a fun couple Two or weeks. Three yeah. and then somebody gets cut, and then that's it. Nobody knows what they're doing. Oh, my God. How can you get rid of this guy every single year? (laughs) Okay, Jose Ramirez is a top blank position player in Cleveland baseball history. Top five, right? I was going to say top five, but I don't like – I'm like, do I not know enough about our entire history to put him that high? Yeah, it's a big history. Some names that jump out. Chris? You're talking about position players, right? I mean, if we're talking only position players, so you're eliminating the pitchers. I mean, going way back, you got like Tris Speakers of the world, right? Outfielder. And then you got like a bunch of guys off that 95 team. Kenny Lofton, yeah. Omar. Yeah, yeah. Um, Albert Bell, Manny Ramirez. I mean, you got some big names there. Uh, and he's right there in the conversation. I mean, back then, what did we have at third base? We had... Jim Tomey famously at first before he moved over to first because he kept throwing the ball into the stands. Uh, and then later on, Matt Williams, you know, I, I think he fits nicely in the top five here. I'm sure I get killed on Twitter. There's probably a bunch of people from the Elden days that I'm not thinking of, but he's already just, uh, just in the upper crust of Cleveland Indians slash guardians that have ever played. Okay. With the Rosario trade last week, blank, should be the Guardians' everyday shortstop. I'm putting it. I'm putting my hat in the Gabriel Arias ring. I'm part of the wow. Arias hive. I know the batting average isn't there, what everybody wants it to be, but he hits the ball hard. He plays a nice defensive shortstop. I think part, not part of, the biggest part of that Ahmed Rosario trade was to give these young dudes an opportunity. If you think Arias has superstar ability, then yeah, let's see it. You know, let's give them the opportunity the rest of this season and into next season before you start bringing up the next, you know, ilk of prospects with Brian Rocchio and, you know, the who's up next. But for now, I, I'm casting my vote for uh, for Arias. And the other guy they've got up there right now who, who's kind of got that shoulder thing is Tyler Freeman. And uh, he's only played one game since the trade so far. Uh, But I think he's more comfortable. You know, he's more of a utility guy, so we can kind of move him around. Whereas with Arias, you got to have him in there, I think, every day in order for him to get comfortable. So I'm kind of with you on that. Um, They're both about the same age. You know, Tyler Freeman's like a few months older. I think that's about it. Um, But I think the roles that they play, I think that Arias is going to, um, for sure, fill in the role of, of shortstop and be a lot more comfortable there if he's there on a day-in, day-out basis uh, with Tyler Freeman spelling him on off days. Agreed. I'm excited to see how it plays. You know, obviously trade deadline coming up. Um, I'm, I'm kind of with you now, Chris. I think they've made their moves. I think unless they're wowed by something so boring for Aaron so Savali, boring. I don't think they're going to do anything. They're not going to overpay for a rental bat. So I think they've done what they're going to do. Now it's, you know, dance with who brought you, you know, last year, all the young kids brought you to the playoffs. See if that could happen again in a poverty division. We got Noah Cinder Guardians. That's it. Cinder Guardians. Yep. 
Let's go. Let's go. He pitches tonight. Let's start off on the right foot because, boy, we could use it because we are just kind of moving all kinds of mirrors. There's all kinds of smoke to make things happen right now. And uh, it would be nice to get some quality innings out of that guy and, and really at the top of the rotation. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. That's all I got. Want to hit some bets? Yeah, hit some bets. You could bet with us, the show crew at Typico Sportsbook. Typico lets you bet on the biggest sporting events all year round. Football season is officially here. You guys don't know how long I've been waiting to say that. In a live read, the Browns play the Jets in Canton this Thursday. These exhibition games are the perfect time to perfect your football betting skills. And Typico lets you bet all preseason long. Plus, they already have the line set for week one of the regular season. Typico does all sorts of great promos and boosts, especially for our Cleveland sports teams with our big play boosts that we put out there every single week. So make sure you sign up with our show link that we put out on all the tweets to get $200 of bets on us with that first $50 deposit. You got to be 21 years or older to gamble in Ohio. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Let's take a look at some of the bets this week. We will start things off on Thursday. It is the Hall of Fame game. The Browns are two-point favorites in this, but we're going to make a bet on either the winner of the game with the spread or an over-under. Last season, all three of Browns preseason games went over 33 total points, 37, 41, and 41. Amazing. I. I just love the fact that this is the Hall of Fame game. I mean, it is so tough to predict something. (laughs) I mean, you talk about a crapshoot. This is the ultimate crapshoot, the Hall of Fame game. And you're asking us with two teams that we just talked about who you won't see in this game, which is most of the frontline talent. You're going to end up with a bunch of depth players out there who are playing for your money. And you know what? I love it. I love it. Let's do it. Um, Oh, gosh. I'm going to go over on the point total. As long as the weather's fine and the field conditions are good, we've had those problems in the past there yeah. at the Hall of Fame game. As long as that's all good, I don't expect um, you know there to be a whole lot of defense versus the offense. I think the offense is going to be ahead of the defense, so I could see some points being scored. Yeah, and the, the over-under for this one is only 33 I'll say this. The game has only gone over once this total in the past six games. Six Hall of Fame games? In the last six Hall of Fame games, the over has only hit once. Yeah. In fact, it's only gone over 34 seven times since 2000. Wow. Wow. Yeah, give me the over. I love it. It's due. It's due? It's due. Let's go. All right, cool. I think we'll do that. I think we'll all take the over for the Hall of Fame game, and naturally, we're going to pick the Brown. Um, I you you can't actually obviously now is that considered a home game for us? No, I see that we're we're a two point favorite there about right now. Now, typically, the home team, if everything else was equal, would be what about a three point favorite? So 
It's kind of interesting. There's some Jets money out there, and it's game game. It is interesting too, Chris, because the Jets are starting Zach Wilson, who who isn't yeah. good by any means, but he does have NFL experience, which in preseason games and in a Hall of Fame game where he's going to be playing against a lot of guys making their NFL debuts, like he he has that experience that a lot of guys don't. Does Zach Wilson? So we'll see how it unfolds. Interesting. All right, on Saturday, Joe Thomas will be inducted to the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Who is going to be the first teammate or coach that Joe Thomas mentions in his introduction speech? Oh, you know, Joe, the way that he rolls, he's going to mention some high school coach that he had that had a big effect on him back in Wisconsin. I can definitely see that happening. He's a homegrown guy. He's a very loyal guy, kind of a salt of the earth type of dude. I think he he's going to reflect and look back on his career and say, you know, I had some great years, some fun years in the NFL, some interesting years with the Cleveland Browns. Uh, but really what formed what Joe Thomas was was when he was in high school. So I think he's going to thank a high school coach. Yeah. How excited are you, Chris, to watch that on Saturday? I'm excited. I'm excited. Uh, I I think it's good. Not only, obviously it's a a good thing, but it's so great that it's Joe Thomas and really what he represents with what the Cleveland Browns have been since 1999, which is a dumpster dumpster fire to have such a great icon that is able to emerge and, and be above everything else that's gone on with this organization and Joe Thomas, both on the field, off the field as a leader, um, just continually just a strong, great presence for the organization. That's something that that, that goes beyond even, even anything that he did on the field. And I think that's fantastic for the Browns. I think it's fantastic for uh, us as Browns fans. I think it's fantastic for Northeast Ohio. And it, it's great to see it all coalesce and come together right there in Canton and right here where football is born. So fabulous. Congratulations, Joe Thomas. I think it's so great for us. And uh that induction speech, I think it's going to be given by his wife, right? Is yeah. That, yeah. Yeah. She's, she's going to at least introduce him. And I think that's the way that the events unfold. And I, I think that's really unique too. And I think that's really cool. So great for Joe, family guy. And and uh, to be able to do that like that in front of uh, basically a home crowd is going to be really cool. I can't wait for it. Yeah. And he's going last too. So, you know, long, long day of speeches, you know, people are going to be excited to see Joe finally take the podium. Should be a lot of fun. Let's quickly wrap up these bets. Guardians will be in Houston playing the Astros this one for Wednesday. It's Tanner Bybee, who's 7-2 and two with a 3.11 ERA, but he is absolutely on fire. Uh, we're going to build a same-game parlay for this game. Bybee has only allowed more than three runs in two of his 16 starts this year. Wow. That's that's great. That is incredible. And we've won six of his last seven starts. You said he's going to be on fire. Could you imagine going to Houston right now? You know how warm it is around here? Going down to Houston? Oh, my God. They're going to be, like, melting. It's hot. Chris, give me a leg of this parlay. Uh, I think I'm going to go under on the number of runs given up. Did you say three? Yeah. Under? Are they going to set it like three and a half? That would be nice. I'd love that little little arm room on that one, if possible. But yeah, I like to continue his momentum. So I'm going to go under on runs. 
and or over on strikeouts. I could see it over on the strikeouts as well. But I, I just like what he's put together so far, and, and I'm going to deal with the hot hand on this one. All right, cool. I'm going to go with the traditional Guardians money line. Gab, do you want to give us a player to potentially get a hit in this game? Um, yeah. Against the Astros. Against the Astros. Let's just draw. Go go with the Redemption Tour. Yeah. Miles Straw. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Well played. We'll see. I, I feel, feel like, like he plays well against. We're going to catch heat on Twitter for that, but let's ride for Miles hey. Straw. Let's go Guardians versus White Sox on Friday. Reflog will be there in the typical sportsbook suite. It'll be Logan Allen versus Mike Clevenger. A rematch Is it really of Saturday's game. I did not know it was Clev. And that could be a lot of fun. Chris, are we just fading Clev? Oh, absolutely. How many hot dogs is he going to eat in between innings? That's my question. Did you see him? He doesn't even look like Clev anymore. I thought like pinstripes are supposed to be slimming. Not so much on that guy. The White Ooh. Sox beat the Guardians seven. Looks like a hedgehog out there. <laughs> Mike Clevenger, the hedgehog. Oh I mean, man, he beat us. So I, I, you know, I didn't talk any crap on Twitter because as soon as I looked up, they were beating us. But hopefully on Friday we're going to turn it all around. And yeah. Clev, you know, if you want my government name, you can come and. Come and get me. I'll be in the suite there on Friday. I'll be waiting for you. <laughs> All right. We're going to have a lot of fun on Friday. Something tells me. So Chris and I will see everybody there. Saturday, last bet of the show, Jake Paul fights Nate Diaz. Who wins? I don't even know who Nate Diaz is. He was a UFC. He had to have win, won something in the UFC. He was really good in the UFC. I think this is his pro boxing debut, though. Give me Jake Paul. Go with the local boy, question mark. I'm going to go with it, too. I think Jake Paul wins. These are all set up for him to win. Yeah, I was going to say, I feel like he well, never he fights anyone. That... He lost against the actual boxer, so this is... Yeah, but that's he's 6-1. and one. That's his only loss. That's his one loss. So I feel like, yeah, I've, I feel like he's very much so set up to with winning in his favor all right cool that's what added the credibility to this whole thing he had to lose at some point yeah chris that got a laugh out of me all right that is big play bets and i think that's a show guys that's a good one everybody make sure you download that typico sportsbook app when you do use the show links that we put out deposit 50 you'll get 200 dollars back bet on the hall of fame game with us all preseason preseason long we're going to be here giving you our preseason picks, so make sure to download that app, and we'll see you guys on the show next week. Until then, see ya. Oh, Savali just got dealt. <laughs>